Welcome to RPG Cast, episode 402 for the week of October 22nd, 2016. I'm your host, Christopher Vettier, here with RP Gamer's latest news and, uh, well, not reviews. Uh, what rhymes? Yeah, we don't, we, don't really do, we don't really do the review thing. We should. We need more reviewers. So get on that, Alice. I've assigned hey, it to you. Th- hey, this, is, this isn't my responsibility anymore. All right, well, Alice Wilkinson joins kind me. Of implies, it kind of implies my responsibility was that to start with. Was it? No. Oh. <laughs> I don't know what you do. I don't do anything anymore. Oh. <laughs> I'm in state of semi-retirement. You know, a little bit like nice. Oh, yeah. Well, why don't you start doing stuff again? Uh, maybe. It's the it's the UI. The user interface for the website is too burdensome, isn't it? Well, I, I don't like the UI, admittedly. <laughs> why? It's the latest 1992 technology. Um. <laughs> no, I mean seriously, I don't like it. <laughs> it's a pain. <laughs> I know. But you're—I I mean, don't you own the site now, Chris? Yeah. Yeah, this is something that you could invest money in. <laughs> well, if you'd like to help us have money to invest in the site, why don't you go to trylootcrate.com/rpgamer with the code bridge10? You'll save 10% off a new loot crate subscription and your money will go towards things like hosting and maybe yeah, that paying was, someone to buy something. That was that was real smooth, Chris. Yeah, I you're love welcome. <laughs> All right. Well, with our <laughs> that's your 2 seconds of ad for the day. How about uh how about what you're playing? You told me you got a new patch for Stellaris. Yes, we did get a new patch. We also got DLC, we. but a patch as well. All right. What? We got new. I haven't started playing yet. Oh, haven't you? Oh, okay. No, I have it. I have it. I could play. Did you buy the DLC though? No. What's the, what's the, the DLC? I see so there's two parts. There's, there's two parts to it. Uh, as well known, Stellaris is Stellaris names all of its patches after well-known sci-fi authors. Um, so they released patch 1.3 Heinlein. Is that okay. his name? Yeah, Heinlein? sure. Heinlein? Yeah, we're going yeah. with that. Yeah, yeah. patch 1.3. And um, it had something like 16 pages of patch notes or something. Click here to read the full change log. Let's see what it looks like. Yeah, it's quite impressive. Timeline update 1-3-release-checksum-56AD-not-for-problem. What is this page name? <laughs> is that actually part of the, What the hell? Not for problem. Well, it's report. version 1.3. It's called Heinlein, and there is a checksum because Why the checksum... Because uh, um, if you have any mods enabled that change the checksum, you, you don't get achievements. Oh... Uh. Okay. If you if as long as your checksum matches the current patch, then you can uh, get achievements as long as you play Iron Man. So now I bet there's a whole thing about modding that tries to preserve the checksum even with the mod. Well, not all. Well, it's not all mod. Like I think um, there are a number of mods that don't adjust the checksum because they're purely cosmetic. But I think anything that changes the underlying gameplay causes the checksum to change. Unless they add extra stuff into the mod to try and get the checksum back to this number yeah but that requires a lot of math yeah. let's be honest <laughs> all right let's see spoiler change log um oh dear oh my that's really long you weren't yeah, lying yeah it is isn't it? i like the last thing on the list miscellaneous performance improvements 
That's well, what actually, I'm one of one of the uh, I don't know if it's mentioned directly in the patch notes, but one of the uh, one of the changes that they put in the patch was they actually really improved the Bloom engine. Oh, yeah, so the stars on the galaxy map now look a lot prettier. Ah, and in fact, pretty. everything in the systems look a lot prettier as well. It makes space battles look amazing. All right, so you, let's you see. Need, you needed some proper Bloom for your lasers. <laughs> Is that how it works? All right. Yeah. Majors awakened empires. Fallen well, Empires. Uh, oh, really? It should, it should be said. It should be said. Some of this is actually unique to the uh, is unique to the DLC, but I think it is pointed out in the patch notes, which what that applies to. Okay, so you can so have the, awakened empires. Yeah. Okay. So the 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 fallen empires will actually like wake up and start trying to expand again. Yikes. Yep. That's scary. Um, ship rolls. Oh no, no, who cares? Yeah, so they've they've retooled like how the uh the very the four ship rolls that they've introduced work. Um, so there's now basically there's a new ship building meta. All right. Um, kind of how that works. Habitality rework. I don't know what. That yeah, means. along with two new planet types. So. Uh, strategic resources were reworked. Yep. Mm. Okay. Humanoid portraits, new humanoid species class, and four new humanoid portraits. There you go. Yep. So you can finally have uh, space elves. Oh, good. Space elves are important. Yeah. Because <laughs> I think um, I know a lot of people don't like humanoids, like humanoid aliens in sci-fi, because you know having more interested alien, more interesting alien types makes for a more interesting sci-fi story. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think they kind of identified that people did kind of want the kind of sort of Klingons, Vulcan type sort of races in as well. Okay. Uh, so they kind of threw those players a bone by right, throwing in some extras, which is fine. I've got no real problem with that. Uh, space creatures uh, now vary far more in strength and are mostly concentrated to certain regions of the map and often guard valuable systems. Okay. Yeah, so rather than like almost every random system outside of your territory having like I don't know a void cloud or a uh, any other kind of NPC space alien net, um, they now do appear in sort of nests located around the map. Um, in one of my previous games where I was just trying out some of the patch changes, I my empire bordered on what could best be described as a pirate nest. There was a there was a few so basically what it had was a, a sort of a few systems with um, like 600 700 fleet power pirates camped out in it and then one core system which had a, a 5.4k battleship in it so that was quite scary because my I only had I think even up to that point I only had about 2,000 fleet power Um. So there is uh, a number of stuff that they introduced with the DLC, which is Stellaris Leviathans. Does that add big space creatures? Yes, yes, Good. it does. All right. I've only I've only met two of them. Um, one of them is a what is called the Ether Drake, which is a large dragon-like creature that uh, basically flies around a particular system, and it will just eat you. It looks like there's also a space squid, essentially. Yeah, there's also... Uh, um, well, the, the Ether Drake is always guarding a barren planet, so oh. one with 0% zero, zero habitability, but it has a 30 energy and a 30 mineral bonus sat on it, when most planets have at most about 4 or 5. Uh. So it, it basically guards an exceptionally valuable planet. 
but the 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 ether drake itself can cross its home system in about three seconds flat and eats fleets for breakfast <laughs> literally yeah literally <laughs> he also has laser weapons a lot of laser yeah weapons no i'm looking but. at the screenshot and he's lasering up a fleet right here um one i had in one of my previous games that was sat on the edge of my uh, territory was um it would appear to be vaguely resembling a like a very large scaled up version of the alien from aliens um that was poking its way out of some kind of dimensional portal it was literally called dimensional horror i didn't really want to touch that one um there were the only other one i know about but i haven't seen in one of my games yet is uh, i think it's called something like the infinity machine um which is a reference to one of ian m banks novels a large it's basically a large incomprehensible sphere that just appears in a in a random system somewhere and there's a there's like a whole quest chain. I know there's also actually there's a an automated dreadnought as one of them, which is basically just a gigantic ship that patrols around a system. And I think it is salvageable, as in if you kill it in a fight, you can. There is a project that you can use to add it to your fleet. And then they cool. seem to have added a feature with this DLC that lets the uh, the empires fight each other, like the yes, old empires. What is what is called the War in Heaven. Or, uh, you know, we're ripping off Babylon 5 now, guys. <laughs> um, so, yeah, the, in, in well, Leviathan... Do you side with the it, Shadows or the Vorlons? You need to pick. Yeah, if you... Uh, if uh, two uh, awakened... Em- or if two fallen empires awaken, it's possible for them to declare war on each other and then start not only conquering the galaxy, but ensuring that the various races that inhabit it, i.e. you and potentially your alliance mates and so on and so forth, are all on their side. Also, it's possible for the Blorg to spawn as a fallen empire now. Okay. The, uh, the, the Blorg are the, uh, the exceptionally friendly befrienders from the pre-release stream that they did. Okay. I don't, yeah. I don't know anything about that, so... Um, yeah. So, oh, and also, I think uh, in order to get, there is some additional portraits, um, but I think they only come with Leviathans, but they're called the cuties, because they're all cute. Really? Yeah. Uh, i got to find these now, because they are amazing. They're not, they're not portraits that you have to input specific button presses on a timer, right? No. Okay, not that sort of cuties? No. Okay. Got no, it. as in, they're cute. Adorable. Okay. I'm and I think to... I've only... I've only I've only found one so far, but um, I think it, they were like fanatical oh, militarists. Oh, happy fun cutelets! Oh, they little—it's a flying moths. Oh. Yeah, so there's the gecko, the butterfly, the starfish, the snailian, and the pretty oh, shrew. Look at the snailian! It is cute. Oh, and the one comes with the DLC, huh? Yeah, those come with the DLC as oh, well. Oh man, I have to get to the DLC. Maybe we should do a giant. Are you around um, next weekend for Extra Life? We unfortunately, do- unfortunately, no. I'm actually on night shifts that weekend. That actually, no, wait, no, us? I'm not. No, 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 actually, no, I'm not. I'm, it's not that I'm on night shifts. I'm not on night shifts at all. Um, I'm actually in on a, on Friday, at least. Sorry, not Friday. On Saturday, I'm in a fam- family gathering up a in Norwich. family gathering? Well, we're doing two days of streaming, remember? Yeah, so, I mean, given that I have to be uh, up all night in order to maintain my night shift, I could certainly play a game of Stellaris with you. Oh, that could be so fun. Now, is it problematic if I don't have the DLC? 
Um, I think if I host the game, it'll include the DLC content. Oh, really? Nice. I think that's how it works. That's you cool. won't get the cuties, obviously. But, oh, man. But you, I think you'll get the, like, the actual... If I start a game and somebody joins it, I think it adds the Leviathans and such to the, to the galaxy. Do I need this plantoid species pack? Is that important? No, not really, unless you want to play as plants. No, not really. Okay, well, then don't buy it. Does it add anything? Oh, yeah. It, oh, I say that one was literally just a case of adding some more portraits for plantoid species and uh, some plantoid architecture. Yeah, that should have been free. Right. Probably. There's but... an ebook. How do you even an ebook based on a randomly generated game? Um, because they did create a small set of uh, pre like preset empires that you can pick at, at, at creation if you're feeling particularly uncreative that day. Oh, okay. So I think that's what they base them on. I have a question um, for you. Go on. Why aren't you playing Civilization Six? Well, because I'm playing Stellaris. But and also Civ Civ Six came out. <laughs> yeah, but Civ Six costs like what fifty quid or something. Yeah. It's, ridiculously expensive and it's a well, full-priced game it's not ridiculously expensive no no i mean i'm serious most pc games come out at no more than 40 pounds whereas 50 uh, like sif 6 came out at 50 well this is 59.99 so this is pretty normal here in the u.s yeah well i could just bring Bre brexit or something <laughs> okay <laughs> no i mean seriously 49.99 is unusual for a pc game in this country all right most of them, even the big, like the big releases, come out at thirty nine ninety nine. The only except other exception I've seen outside of Civ Six is the is the Call of Duty series. I don't know if it's any good or not, so I just I've heard I've heard good things. I've heard bad things. I've oh. heard all over. The, they're all over the place. Mixed so. reviews on a Civ is weird. Well, no, not really. I, I remember this about Civilization Five when they. It was uh, when, weird then too. <laughs> Yeah, it was people said, yeah, it's good. And other people said, wait until or, you know, make sure you get some um, Brave New World, the expansion. Otherwise, I it's heard that, that expansion is really awesome. Yeah, yeah. I, I mean, that's when, the one that's steampunk, right? Yeah. When when David was telling me that, um, you know, Civ, I mean, it's got very positive reviews on Steam. 84 percent at the moment. Civ for uh, Civ six. Mm -hmm. um, but when David was saying, you know. Civ 6 is is really good. I'm just thinking, oh, for access, I actually got a game where it's good without the first expansion. <laughs> wasn't only, that Civ only... 4? Wasn't Civ 4 supposed to be amazing? I can't remember. Right. I do because okay. I had Civ because I had Civ 5. Here's the thing that bugs me, and this review from PC Gamer right there on the on the page, the store page for Civ 6. I'll need I'll never need another Civ game in my life besides this one. PC Gamer 93 out of 100. I feel like that's what they say every time a Civ game comes out. So yeah, think, you're lying. I'm pretty sure PC Gamer said that when Civ 2 came out. <laughs> It's like, if you never need another one, why do you keep playing the new ones? Save your money. It's not true. You're going to want a new one. Stop saying stupid things like that. That said, I probably should get this game. <laughs> well, I mean, I'm probably going to get it, but only when it drops in price. Well, I mean, I mean it's I'm a Civ like, game. Eventually, it'd be $3 on a, on a Steam sale, you know? Uh, more like $1 in a, in a uh, Humble Bundle. But... <laughs> yeah, good point. <laughs> hmm. Hmm. All right. So mm -hmm. neither, neither of us played that. Um, nope. Nope. Nothing to say about uh, nothing to say about Civilization Six, unfortunately, because neither of us bothered. But you played Final Fantasy fourteen. Yeah, I did. You know what I feel stupid about? 
What? Last week, everything 14 related was on sale. Oh, yeah, it was, wasn't it? Because they announced uh, they announced uh, Stormblood. So. I don't know if it was on sale on uh, PSN, though, which is where I need to get Heaven's Word because I don't have it on that. But uh, I think it was, actually. Ugh, figures. It was on Heaven's Word as well. Missed my chance. Yeah, you did. Oh, well. Oh, alrighty. Um, well, I mean, all I'm happy about, at least, is like I, uh, for, as far as my uh, playtime for 14 this week is concerned, uh, that I got my coat. I wanted my coat. Okay, linked- explain to me what the coat is. I linked it in Skype chat. Oh, okay, let's see. Let's look at Elsa's coat. Hey! You have a flying green thing and a coat. Yep. Why do you have a trench coat? Well, because it's a nice piece of gear, but it, I also think it looks cool. You, you need to explain the significance of this. Where did it come from? How hard was it to get? I bought it with current, um, the Final Fantasy XIV equivalent of Valor points. Okay. Since Final Fantasy XIV still does that, I can't remember. No, World of Warcraft doesn't do Valor I, anymore, does it? I'm trying to explain... I, I, why is this coat significant to you? What does because it stand it, because for? I'm because my character is now wearing a classy coat over a shirt and tie. Okay, it's classy. All right, <laughs> you become classy. Yes, Your character is now a posh wanker. Got it. Is that how that works? Yes. Okay. Yeah, something like that. All right. Um. Other than that, I mean, as soon as Stellaris came out, that's pretty much what I've been doing. Okay. Yeah. All right. What? Your character has dragon horns, it looks like. Uh, yes, those are a part of the character model. Okay. Oh, I also, since I was just looking looking through my uh, my Imager account, I did also find the uh, the space monster thing, the dimensional horror. I have a screenshot of it. Okay. Oh, wow. Yeah. That looks nasty. Yeah. It's coming out of a wormhole or something. Yeah, it's just coming out of some dimensional portal thing. I, I didn't really want to poke it, so... That's a good for, idea. For of somewhat... What's behind it? Is that a planet? That's a black hole. Oh. It appeared in, in a black hole system. I, I don't know if they Wait, can only appear so in black hole So it's next to a black hole, and it, instead it came out of a wormhole. Instead of coming something. out of the black hole. Yes. Because, okay, got it. And it's not affected by the black hole because magic. Something like that. Does anybody in, in Stellaris have magic? Uh, no. no. Maybe they'll put not. that in a future expansion or something. Probably doesn't make sense in the sci-fi setting. Alright, well, that's great. You got a coat, and a little thing came out of your black hole. Got it. Alright. Well, so we're on to what I played. So, first and foremost, I finished up my Omega Ruby playthrough. Um, oh really? Yeah. I, so for me, because I have pretty much every legendary Pokemon available in that game, doing the airship stuff just didn't appeal to me. Um, hmm. I don't need the uh, the the Mega Stones, which is a big part of the end game collection because you're supposed to run around and get them all because they don't go they don't transfer with you to the next game. So don't need those. Um, I'm not interested in filling out my Pokedex. I'm not doing IV or EV training in this game. It's my goal to do that in Sun and Moon. So really, as soon as I was done with Delta episode, I was pretty much done with the game, it turned out. So 
Mm. Um, I finished up Delta episode. I did a couple extra things after that, and I have no interest in any of the battle maison battle. There's like 14 things that start with battle that you can go do. I had no interest in them. Um, so I'm I'm good. I'm good on Omega Ruby. So I uploaded pretty much everything, all of my Pokemon except one to the bank, and <laughs> I'm good to go there. Um, so, yeah, so I made my deposit in the bank and then downloaded the Sun and Moon demo because that came out this week. And that was cool. Um, you get to run around, with, well, coolish. So... <laughs> You in this demo, you are um, a person named Sun, and I assume everyone is named Sun because um, there was no choices given. And so your guy named Sun, and you and your mom just moved to Alola, um, and she, she goes to check in at like the town hall or something. You run around the city, you know, beating things up with your Pokemon. For some reason, you have a fully evolved Greninja because reasons, um, and uh, you use it to go around and um, beat up some gang that's uh, harassing the uh, harassing the town. It looks like, um, and th- there's not a lot to the demo. <laughs> you, you get in a few Pokemon battles, you battle a few trainers, then you have a fight, and your Greninja. You also get to borrow a Pikachu for a little while, and then you get to either use a Z Power on the Pikachu or um, a the the battle evolution um, with your Greninja. So. With the Sun and Moon demo, they show off this Greninja thing. So as you are battling in repeated battles, so like say you're facing a trainer with like six Pokemon, as you continue to battle with your Greninja, and I assume there's some Pokemon that work like this, and it's only a handful. Um, But as you battle, you you gain battle power, and then once you hit a threshold, so like three moves, six moves, something like that, in the the course of the overall battle, you're, you're, um, you're... your Pokemon will change form. So my Greninja turned into Ash Greninja, which is the one that, just like that, in the in the Pokemon anime series, as you know, the bond between Ash and Greninja grows deeper as they're battling together. They they reach a sync state, and Ash's Greninja changes form and becomes more powerful in the battle. Well, it's the same thing with you and your and your Greninja here. So he gets a. Uh, you know, a hat that looks like Ash's hat, some tufts of fur out of the side of his face, or something, and a, a an X on the on his back that looks like a set of you know energy samurai swords or something, ninja swords rather. And so he gets that, and you beat up Pokemon with that, and it looks cool and it's flashy. Um, you can also do a Z move with the with the Pikachu, which does a giant electrocution type thing, and it shows off how Z moves work. Um, after you're done with the little story scenario, um, you have to. Uh, or rather, you have to give back the the Pikachu, and it stinks. So then you can do a couple other things, like go on a, a little a little mini quest where you're just supposed to capture as many Pokemon as you can. And if you do, you get some item. I don't remember. It's like a nugget or something. And they join your party for the length of that capture quest. And then when it's over, you have to give them back. So not, you're not capturing like a bunch of Pokemon to bring over to the game. You are getting literally like. Um, the Greninja you'll you'll get in the main game. That's like the big bonus for playing the demos. You'll be able to transfer that over. Um, and then you're collecting items. And what they've done is uh, there's a bunch of timed events. So um, one day after you play the demo, you'll get like 10 fairy wings or something. If you I forget what is it pretty wings? I don't know. You get 10 some item that matters for Pokemon that I don't remember why uh, to bring over into the demo. And then five days later, it's a different thing. And 10 days later, whatever. So there's a bunch of stuff that I think it's four or five different events um, that you basically have to log into the game and go do something with those things. We don't know what all the rewards are yet. 
which is weird given how data mined this demo has been. Um, <laughs> but we don't know all the rewards yet, but you'll get those rewards um, if you log in on the right day. And apparently you can't log in early, you can't log in too late. You have to go into that demo on the exact day and do it. And so people who've downloaded the demo day one have started tracking like here's you know october 18th you got to do this on october 24th you got to do this and so there's whole news stories on sites like today's day you need to log in and do x in the demo make sure you do it because oh my gosh pokemon and so if you do all that you'll get a bunch of stuff and get to transfer it over to the main game and so i'm doing that um because why not i'm excited for your new pokemon so um that said uh it's pokemon um, but new moves and stuff, and they don't seem to be focusing on Mega Evolutions at all this time. Um, they're doing the Z Evolutions, so that way every Pokemon can benefit from them rather than Mega Evolutions. And uh, yeah, Pokemon, Pokemon, Pokemon. We'll get more into Pokemon later with some uh, with some news stories. Um, yeah, so you're not into Pokemon, are you, Alice? Well, I kind of am, but I don't think I'm I'm into it enough to bother with this. To bother with the demo. Just play yeah. the game at some point. I just, yeah, I just play the game when it comes out. I think. Okay. Unless this some anything to do with this somehow gets me a a Skarmory or a Mega Skarmory, then yeah, I might get into it. But yeah, I don't otherwise, see... no. No. Because I like Skarmory. Skarmory's cool. Yeah. All right. Uh, played a little bit more Deus Ex. Just proceeding along in my little playthrough. There, no news for you there on that front. Still haven't finished the game. Um, uh, what I did get, I got to the point where. In the director's cut, they integrate the Missing Link DLC, so I've gotten to the Missing Link part, so I need to play through that, and then it'll be time to finish up the game. The, the, miss, the, the, uh, the, miss, the Missing Link's quite funny, because it's like, oh, wait, hang on, the game suddenly gets really difficult for... Yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, if you're going to do all of the... Did uh, you play it first time with the DLC integrated, or did you play it with the DLC just after the fact? Uh, integrated. Oh, okay, yeah. So I played De- Deus Ex when it came out originally, so I I went back and played De- Missing Link. So this is my first time playing it integrated. <laughs> yeah, I mean it's a good uh, it's a good integration, but yeah. it's it's a I mean it's effectively a no gear level in the middle of a yeah quite inventory focused game. It honestly feels more balanced coming to it like after the fact than in the middle of the game because it's like I have all my stuff and you just took it away from me. This feels weird, and it's like well because we. Because of how we did this, we don't know if you'd have your stuff or not. <laughs> so we just reset everybody. It made more sense. <laughs> uh, all right, whatever. Oh, well. Uh, also coming out this week, Heroes of the Storm released their Heroes Brawl um, mode, which is weird. Um, so it started... Those, that's, the, uh, that's the let's do weird stuff you don't normally do in MOBAs mode. So <clears throat> in, this, uh, in this week's version of Heroes Brawl, um, and it sounds like they're going to rotate it every week. Um, you are playing; it's five on five PvP. That's your only option. There's no AI modes. Um, you get to, you get to choose. Everybody gets a choice of three characters, and there's no drafting or anything. Just everyone's presented with a choice of three characters, and they choose. And um, there is a chance this week, at least, that everybody could has the option to choose a character that's the same. So you could all five be the potentially the same character. Um, and it seems like there's a random chance deciding what choices you get to choose from. So um, you don't really get to necessarily play with your favorites, but you, you choose your character. Then you go in, 
and um, there will be two Punishers from the Diablo levels fighting each other, and it's a points game. So it's basically deathmatch. So you, you five people versus the opponent's five people. You're playing each other. You get four points for killing the opponent's people. You get ten points for killing the opponent's Punisher. So really you want to focus down the Punisher and kill all the all of their enemies, or all of your opponents as they come in and try and kill your Punishers. And then it's a best of three so there's multiple rounds, and so it's like Street Fighter. So if you win two rounds, you win the match, and that's it, and you get lots of stuff, and there's a 1,000 gold bonus for doing three of these brawls overall, and there you go. That's Hero Brawl. And it's cool. It's fun. It's different. It feels neat, and there's a crowd cheering you on, so you hear cheers from the crowd as you're playing. It makes you feel really good, and it's really good. Just a good sound design and, and graphic thing going on. You can see people in the crowd and all that, so... Uh, Definitely recommend it if you're into Heroes of the Storm. If you're not, I'll stop talking about it. And then finally, Dragon Quest Builders. I don't know if I mentioned this last week, but I got through all of Chapter 1. Um, just Chapter 1. Just Chapter 1. Because after Chapter 1 of Hero of Dragon Quest Builders, here's how this works. So this is Minecraft Dragon Quest, right? So it's it's one part Minecraft, one part Zelda, one part Dragon Quest. Um, because the combat is more Zelda-style combat. And the items are all Dragon Quest, and the building and stuff is all Minecraft. So uh, when you've done spent all this time building up your city and getting the defenses ready, and you can hold off all these monsters, and you've got all this armor and stuff, and you, there's there's a big boss encounter, and you've been building to it through the whole story of this chapter, and you beat the boss, and it's really hard, or maybe it's really easy, depending on the boss and how well you set up. Um, you get through it and you're done. It's like, yes, I finished it. And then it's like uh, the little goddess character who's been saying, who's been guiding you along to help all the people in the world after um, after the giant catastrophe. It's like, all right, cool. So it's time for me to time for me to move on. And and it's like, yep, you're gonna move on. And you get to keep none of your items and none of the people are coming with you. And you're going to a whole new city. And uh, yeah, so say goodbye to everybody. Um, what? Okay, so let's go. And they <laughs> teleport you over. And it literally, it's like you can save. And it literally pops you out to the front menu of the game and then just lets you choose chapter two. So there really is no continuation in any way, shape, or form from chapter one to chapter two, really. It's just like um, you, you're, you're choosing it off the menu. Now we'll play the chapter two scenario. It's like, oh, man, I got to start everything over from scratch. And it's like, yes, you do. Um, and so how they change that is the environments in each chapter are completely different. So in the second chapter, there's like poison swamps and stuff that you didn't have to deal with whatsoever. And there's status effects. And that stuff didn't happen in the first chapter at all. Um, so you have to deal with d building around these different challenges. You have completely different materials you're building with, your build chains and, you know, the stuff you're going to be learning how to build in your armor and weapons and all, all of that's going to be different um, in this scenario. So it's all about putting you in that different scenario and you get to experiment and learn how to build in those other scenarios. For me, however, I don't know that I want to do it all again because yes, I, I understand that it's different and I've got different challenges and all that sort of stuff, but it's still the same thing where I'm starting from scratch, building a town and then defending it. It's like that whole gameplay loop. It was fun the first time. I don't know if I want to do it a, a second time. Um, and over, there are four chapters in the game, so you have to do this four times if you're going to beat the game. And uh, as soon as you beat the first chapter, they also unlock a, a fifth area, which is called Terra Incognita, and that's kind of the infinite just build as much as you want sandbox mode. Um, and you unlock stuff for the sandbox mode by completing challenges in the chapters. Um, so for the first chapter, I only finished two of the challenges, and one of the challenges beat it in 20 in-game days. Um, which is defined by how often you sleep. And you quickly learn during Quest Builders, sleeping doesn't really matter that much as long as you've got some health items. Um, 
<sighs> anyway, so you can you can perfect you can go back whenever you want and work on the cha- you know load your save from chapter one and go back and just keep playing chapter one and work on the cha- this challenges that you can do that don't have a time limit attached to them, or you can move on and do the other chapters. And I'm just trying to decide when I feel like doing the other chapters, or you know, there's so many other games that I want to play and work and work on and put time into. It's like, do I have time for Dragon Quest Builders? And right now the answer is kind of no. <laughs> oh well i just and i feel bad about it because like i've i'm i'm nice and on top of this game right and i've i've already done a chapter and it's like i should be totally on top of this and and it's like nah i don't know it's uh oh yeah that was a mistake i clicked the button on my thing and i don't know why okay close that so um yeah drango's builders that's that's where i'm at with that Oh, that's it. We're out of games to talk about. All right, well, let's uh, let's jump into the news, shall we, Alice? <sighs> All right. Did you play Witch in the Hundred Night? No. Okay. Well, there's a sequel coming to Japan, and it's coming out sometime in winter 2017. Uh, it is uh, called The Witch in the Hundred Night Two. Uh, okay. <laughs> this is the one where like the characters like completely nobody liked the main character of that game. She's real nasty did nasty things to her the people she didn't like anyways completely this one is going to be set in a completely different world from the first game new set of characters you control the titular hundred knight who is summoned to do the building of the witch circa circa is the reawakened form of a girl called mimel who underwent surgery for a third eye that appeared on her forehead known as the witch's disease but the surgery failed causing circa to to appear and take over her body i guess mimel's other sister emily is part of the anti-witch organization and is said to play a key role in the story and that's all we know so that's uh people are hoping that the writing is better this time <laughs> we'll see how oh goes. i'm almost certain of that <laughs> um, as in people wanting better writing yeah <laughs> so let's see um during a panel in akiba fest what is akiba fest but the, apparently in los angeles there was something called akiba fest and it uh it happened this last weekend, and Exceed had a, a panel talking about the North American release of Akiba's Beat, and that it's going to have an English dub. And that's, uh, if you remember, that's the sequel to Akiba's Strip. So I don't know how, but Exceed had a festival for the Akiba series of games. Like, really? Or is there another thing called Akiba Fest? That's... It might be, that might just be another generic anime convention, let's be honest. Oh, yeah, Akiba Fest. It's uh, in Little Tokyo, apparently. So, yeah, I think you're absolutely right. It's another anime fest. Okay. Just XC a, just happened just happened to be there doing marketing, you know, because exactly. their core demographic is going to be there. That is the definition of synergy, right there. Yep. Oh, all right. Well, let's see. Are you feeling dead inside yet? Mostly. <laughs> uh, Only mostly. Only mostly. <laughs> uh, if we look at this, uh, let's see. Archibus beat. Uh, what else did we have for that? Um, oh, right. Because the, they're including an English dub. So you get to choose between Japanese voice and English voice over options as you play the game. Both languages will be on disc with the PS4 release. And the Vita, you get to download the uh, Japanese audio as free DLC. So the English audio is what will ship on the, the little game card. Um, and uh, they are also having pre-orders that come with a bonus. A plushie of the game's mascot character, Pinkin which I don't have a picture of, so I'm sorry, stream viewers. Oh, well. There you go. 
Um, Gust put out some stuff about a new RPG that they're releasing. Um, they uh, they have a new IP called Blue Reflection. Main character of that game is called Hinako Shinai. It's an aspiring ballet dancer forced to give up her dreams due to an injury. However, she meets siblings Yuzuki and Raimo Shiju who give her the chance to recover by fighting as a reflector, which is also based... It's a magical girl. So she was injured as a de- ballet dancer, but now she gets to fight as a magical girl. I don't know how you do that while you're injured, but whatever. Um, so the game is divided between your time at school, you know, tell me if you've heard this one before, where you're interacting with classmates and working on your relationships with them, or a parallel world where you're fighting as uh, reflectors, aka magical girls. So we've never seen anything like this in anime or Persona or anything like that. Um <laughs> So, so you get to you get to make friends and interact with people at school, um, and that can trigger special effects at uh, at uh, special events. Excuse me, at school and on your days off. Um, and you, <laughs> when you're at school, you learn about your classmates' problems, and uh, you cannot solve these problems in the real world because what fun would that be? You have to go to a parallel world that is created by the collective human unconsciousness to seek out the crystallized forms of emotions that are causing your friend's problems. Uh, <laughs> these feature various enemies and threats, so only reflectors can go into it, and uh, you fight them, and you beat them up, and everyone's happy, right? Uh, it's being developed for PS4 and PlayStation Vita. It does not have a release date even for Japan, let alone an announced Western release. So stay tuned for more on Blue Reflection as we get it. Ah... Semi, are you into the the magical girl anime thing, Alice? Maybe in passing. Just in passing, huh? Okay. Anna Marie shouts from the other room. I'll play it. By the way, Anna Marie not here um, because she had her wisdom teeth taken out last uh, yesterday. So okay, so kind of hopped up on painkillers. Yeah, or not enough painkillers, from what it sounds like. Um, yeah, I probably need more. I I remember when I remember when my mom had her wisdom teeth out. I'm pretty sure she was laid out on painkillers for about four days. Uh, it sucks. Yeah. All right, Semisoft, which is a Jakarta developer. Jakarta is in Indonesia, if you don't know. Uh, Semisoft has announced an RPG called La Grand Legacy. It's going to be coming to PCs via Steam Greenlight sometime in 2017. We don't have any price or anything like that, but it is an RPG inspired by titles by the PlayStation era, or so they claim. They'll have 3D models against drawn 2D backgrounds and cinematic CG cutscenes. Yep, sounds like a PlayStation game. Uh, combat, <laughs> combat will be turn-based with an action circle temple, action circle tempo system, similar to the one found in Shadow Hearts. I don't, I didn't play Shadow Hearts, so I don't know what that means. But time button presses will empower attacks and abilities. Oh, so that's what that means. Does that mean like yeah. Lost Odyssey? Uh, uh, wait, did Lost Odyssey have that system? I thought there I was, was a circle more... that would fill up, and you needed to like when it overlapped the other circle, you needed to press a button. I don't know. I don't know. I didn't play Lost Odyssey. Okay, then. So maybe maybe we don't. We're coming at it from completely unfamiliar ground. Uh, let's see. It'll have strategic elements as well, where you recruit units to send them into battle. It looks nice. The art looked kind of neat here, um, or at least it looks clean. I don't know if it's good art or not yet. I need to see it more, especially in motion. Um, yeah, Le Grand Legacy. Go check it out on the site. Atlas USA has made a big announcement, and that announcement is what are the voice actors for the Persona 5 cast? So they uh, they have a video that you can see on our site where they show off like the people doing the voice acting. You can hear their voice. Um, but I'm going to read through the names in case you recognize any of them because I did not recognize anybody. 
So, first off, we have Xander Mobus playing the protagonist. We have Cassandra Morris playing Morgana. Max Middleman as Ryuji Sakamoto. Erica Harlicker as Anne Takamaki. Matt Mercer as Yusuke Kitagawa. Uh, Sheremy Lay as Makoto Nijimi. Erica Lindbeck as Futaba Sakura. Xanth Hyun as Haru Okumura. Robbie Damon as Goro Akichi. So that's 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 your cast. The only one the only one I strictly re- recognized from from there is uh, Matt Mercer, who's done a bunch of other work. Like what? Um, well, he was the main character of Star Ocean Four. Okay. But I know he's done other stuff as well. Like he's done a bunch of other background stuff. Um, he's done. I'm just looking at Xander Mobus, who is playing the. Uh, playing the protagonist. It looks like he actually got started doing like small time stuff and also has done YouTube's like YouTube series as well. Oh, great. Uh, he was Sergey in Tales of Zestiria, uh, Christo in Disgaea 5. Uh, he was in three episodes of Death Battle. Uh, the McKenna Bridge series done by Team Four Star as President Shinra. Oh, no, it's President Shinra. Sorry, Rufus Shinra. Apparently, he's um, the announcer in the latest Smash Brothers. Yes, and apparently the announcer in the latest Smash Brothers. <laughs> uh, let's see. Apparently. Oh, he was also uh, the, a merchant in Dust and Elysian Tail. Um, yeah, okay. Well, whatever. So, yeah. There you go. He sounds all right. Okay, good. And so there's your po- voice cast. Um, yeah. Remember, it comes out Valentine's Day. Get those pre-orders in, right? No? Yeah, I still haven't put mine in. Um, <laughs> we did. <laughs> I mean, I'm probably going to at this point. At this point. But then again, is Persona, is Persona 5 also going to follow this, the uh, the same um, sort of the same route as the other two? Or well, the last two, I should well, say. Well, if you want to wait a year or two, you can get an improved version? Yeah, improved version on PS Vita. <laughs> sure. Well, maybe not Vita at that point i don't know yeah uh, no i guess not but <laughs> maybe but i don't know <laughs> might be pushing it maybe i might just get it anyway I, I i think the only thing is is i've never actually kind of jumped on a persona game at kind of ground level before i'm just trying to think if there's only some other upcoming portable system that could do high resolution graphics oh i guess don't know out. we'll have to think about that yeah we'll see if anybody announces anything uh picantier um, Picantier is an RPG about slow living, according to this article on Silicon Era, taking players to an island filled with strange, charming creatures and letting them choose how to spend their time. So you could farm crops, craft goods, mine for ores, or go to caves and dungeons and fight with hostile creatures. Uh, you'll be discovering the story of the island and uh, why you awoke there out of nowhere. Um, it is on green light, so you can go vote for it. They have no release date, but they do have a trailer, and they're planning Steam, 3DS, and PS4, so you can go check that out and see if you're into it. Um, it has been greenlit, so yeah, go see. Picantier, P-I-C-O-N-T-I-E-R, or Picantier, if you want to you be all grindy with your pronunciation. Uh, World of Final Fantasy has proven that it is a lie. What? They announced a Xenogears Mirage. So there, there's going to be a Xenogears thing that you can get in, in the world of Final Fantasy, which makes no sense. But uh, 
yeah. It, the name right, is does... X, yeah. The the name is XG. It has the ability to transform into a jet form. Um, Diablos was also announced to be in the game. Let's see if I can get a better picture. It's a scan. It was announced in like a Japanese magazine, so I don't have a lot of details here, but you can see some sort of mech showing up, and it's called XG, and everyone says it's Xenogears, but I don't know if it's actually true. That's all I know. Um, yeah, so some sort of mecha that can transform. So it's either Xenogears or it's Macross, but, you know, whatever. Um, let's see. Which Now you're going to pre-order that game, aren't you, Alice? Because now what? it has transforming no. mech. That's all it takes, no. right? No? No. 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 Right. Actually, kind of have to interest me in playing the game as well. So can't just sell me just... You can't sell me entirely on the transforming Macro. Oh, I mean, Macross, Macross tries, and to be honest, I'm very, I'm still rather inclined to get it, but there's this thing called money. Oh, you're so picky. All right. Well, well, I'm not picky. It's just the fact that importing games these days is rather expensive. Mm-hmm. These yeah, especially. Days. Yeah, you know, unlike the good old days where it was so cheap. <laughs> it used to be slightly cheaper. Okay, okay. all right. <laughs> but I'm not willing. I mean, because there are. If I'm going to get one game, I might as well get another. And to be honest, and another. There's other things that I probably get, like the new SD Gundam game, or um, like that Macross one we mentioned last week. Mm. Surprised you don't have it yet. Come on. Well, because I wasn't that interested in getting it. All right. <laughs> Koei Tecmo has put out details about Atelier Chalet Plus. Anna Marie is very happy about this. She was waiting to play this. Even though she 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 gets all these Atelier games on the consoles and then she ends up wanting them on portable as well, so it's like whatever. Alright, she didn't get Chalet on the on the on the console. I'm being corrected. Alright, so Atelier Chalet Plus, Alchemist of the Dust Sea, is the PS Vita version of the Atelier Chalet. Um, it is coming to North America and Europe um, on July, or excuse me, January seventeenth, twenty seventeen. There will also be a physical edition available through NAS America's online store. You can pre-order it now for fifty-five bucks or fifty pounds. And uh, is that the same as quid? Is that also fifty quid? Yes, that, okay. is, that is what that is what the word quid refers to. Why is it quid? I, there's a lot of there, it's look up the history of British slang at some okay, point. Okay, got it. Atelier Shelley Plus Alchemist of the Dust Sea physical peta, physical game comes in this limited edition. Additionally, you also get a 48-page softcover art book, a 30-track original soundtrack CD, a six-inch by six-inch microfiber cloth, and a collector's box. Uh, if you don't want to do that, you just you know get the digital release of the game. Uh, if you don't know, that's the third game in the Dusk Trilogy. I assume it's the last one in the Dusk Trilogy. And the Plus version will contain all the downloadable content for the original game. Um, so that gets you additional scenarios for Ayesha and Loji from the previous Dusk games, as well as making them potential party members. So we have a review up of the PS3 release of Shally, so if you want to go, go check that out on our site. Um, and it, continuing the Atelier news, Atelier Furious was announced. Well, it was already announced, but uh, it, they got more details announced for it. So they announced okay. some new characters, and they put up a bunch of gameplay videos, which we have on our site. Um, so first off, they announced Annalise Exner, a 29-year-old librarian. Um, they uh, Let's see. Okay, so that's apparently... 
I don't know why. Our, our site only has got the one. Oh, okay. I'm sorry. I'm reading this really poorly. I'm so sorry. So they've got the librarian. They also announced a 16-year-old traveler named Tiana Paskin. Uh, and finally, they announced Fritz Weisberg, a 55-year-old 50, uh, puppeteer uh, who's a mercenary. Which Okay, whatever. Uh, in Atelier Firdus, you are starting out as the, the character Firdus, going out adventuring. But to do so, she must first pass the test required to become a certified alchemist. Because, you know, that's, that's, that's what you do. Um, and once you pass the test, assuming you pass the test, there are things you can do as a certified alchemist. Um, like going around to different fields and collecting items and, you know, getting stuff to do the things you do in every single Atelier game. Uh, so, and, uh, you know, they've, they've got a system in here where the things you do in quests can have an impact on the fields. Like doing a quest that causes a bridge to be built and now all of a sudden you can get to a new area in the, in the, in the field and all that sort of stuff. Uh, this is a Japanese-only game at this time. November 2nd for PlayStation 4 and Vita. We have no word on a Western release. I'm sure that's the sort of stuff that will come after Atelier Shelley was, was done and announced. So Probably. Done and released, excuse me. All right, and then finally, it's time. It is? Yes, Alice, it's time. Are you Are you ready? Are you ready? Are you ready for a new age where an entirely new console is announced via a YouTube video? Oh, love of God. Because that's the world we live in. Nintendo decided, let's announce our console. We're putting up a YouTube trailer, and that's really all that matters. So here you I, go. All right, I was gonna, I'm just going to throw this one sec. David, what do you think about the Nintendo Switch? That was a rather emphatic shrug of the shoulders. Eh. <laughs> all right. Yeah. That's basically, what, that's basically what it is at the moment. A shrug of the shoulders? All right. Yeah. It's a massive shrug of the shoulders. It even looks like a shrug of the shoulders <laughs> if you move the controllers in the right in the right in the right way. That's true. It does. <laughs> it's it's just it's just sort of there. I I I kind of don't really care about it. So the Nintendo Switch was announced, and guess what? It's exactly what everyone thought the NX was going to be. <laughs> God, what a surprise! It is a portable system that you can also plug into a dock and play on your TV. Um, yay! <laughs> It's using a modified version of the NVIDIA Tegra chipset. We don't really know how powerful it is. It has two detachable controllers that lock in on either the sides of the tablet or onto like a controller dock. So you can use them in a handheld controller while the tablet is in its docking station and you're playing on your TV. Or you can buy a dedicated like, you know, a standard looking controller that you can play the system with. Um, the two... You know, the detachable controllers, uh, we don't know how long their batteries last, but we do know they're wireless. You can hand one to a friend, you can turn them sideways, and you have like a basic um, analog stick plus four buttons that you can use to play multiplayer games together. They showed off people playing games with two systems next to each other. Um, we don't really know much about the console at this point, but you can see a bunch of um, just uh, little different use cases and... and little Easter eggs inside the video. If you watch it real closely, um, you see uh, you got a couple, uh, you got a, some new games announced, like a new Mario game. And you see a Bethesda Skyrim build running on the system. Though Bethesda came out and said, well, we're not really committing to putting Skyrim on this thing yet, but uh, we are happy to partner with Nintendo. We don't know what that means. <laughs> 
Okay. They showed Zelda Breath of the Wild running on it, of course. They released a screenshot of all the partners making stuff for this game. And, you know, it's like all the Japanese game developers, essentially. You get Square Enix, your Atlas, your Capcoms. Uh, you're from software, so we're assuming some sort of Dark Souls or Souls type game, but unless they make other games still, I don't know if From Software likes to make other games at this point. Um, we've got Tokyo RPG Factory, so I'm expecting a Setsuna port. Um, WB, uh, they got a bunch of the tools down there like Unity and, and Silicon Studio and Havocs Physics and all that. Telltale, Telltale Games is on there, so expect to play that Batman game at some point. Um, yeah, I don't know. 505 games. What do they do again? Let's see. 505. 505's games. They do Payday Brothers Adrift. Okay, whatever. That doesn't really tell us much of anything. EA Arc System works, so you'll get your fighting games. Um, yeah, there you go. You go watch the trailer. I won't watch it for you, but you could see people doing unrealistic things in scenarios that don't make any sense. Um, like, you know, Lady has her friends shouting at her from, uh, I don't know where she lives, but she's in some sort of city where everybody lives on a rooftop. Um, and I thought it was a cute idea. So they're having some party out on a rooftop and she sees them from her window because, you know, you always live with your friends in window distance, right? And she's waving at them like they're like, hey, come on over. And she's like, cool, I'm going to go hang out with my friends. Let me bring my Nintendo system with me because that's how that's how human relationships work so she brings her nintendo system with her and they're all into playing it for some reason because apparently nobody at nintendo has actually been to a dinner party and see how this works among adults but whatever sounds good um nintendo switch and my favorite part we have statements from companies so let's let's go through IGN rounded up a bunch of the statements that other companies had to say about the uh, nintendo switch so first off eve guillemot from ubisoft or ubisoft says, when the Nintendo Switch's unique capacities and design, Nintendo could again redefine the way we play games. The Nintendo Switch is accessible at its core and also seizes on the growing trends of sharing more experiences and playing anywhere at any time. Ubisoft and Nintendo enjoy a long-standing partnership, and we are currently developing a number of games for the platform, including Just Dance 2017. We look forward to sharing more at a later date. And just for the record, no, I don't know what sort of accent that was that I just read that in. Um, Sega shared this comment. Sega and Nintendo have been great partners over the years, and we continue with our support of the Nintendo Switch. We look forward to revealing specific game plans soon, but have nothing further to announce at this time. Uh, Scary, uh, go ahead. Um, the accent, really? Yeah. What? What? Okay. I don't know what that one was either. No, I don't know. Uh, Square Enix has announced their excitement. They said. We are excited to see the announcement of the Nintendo Switch. We are more than happy to support the promising game system and enhance our ongoing partnership with Nintendo. We look forward to sharing more about our commitment to Nintendo Switch in the near future. Um, And then Atlas said, We are excited to be supporting the Nintendo Switch and believe the games we publish are a perfect fit for the portable nature of the console. Um, so yeah, there, there's there's your announcements from all the from all the publishers, where basically nobody said anything of substance. So, are you excited about the Switch, Alice? Are you excited now? No. No. How about the fact that you can play Nintendo games on the go? Uh, no. How about the fact that they haven't announced whether or not it's region locked? Definitely no. How about the fact that they haven't announced whether or not it actually has a touch screen? 
Uh, I don't really care either way. How about the fact that we're no longer getting two-screen gaming from Nintendo? I have. I don't care. You don't care? No. <laughs> Basically, your summary is you just don't care. No. <laughs> You're not into Nintendo games is the feeling I'm getting from you. Not hugely, no. All right. <laughs> let's see. Uh, let's, uh, let's see. So we got some brief stories then to cleanse your palate since the Nintendo Switch announcement. By the way, Anna and I are very excited about the Nintendo Switch. We can't wait to get one because we like playing Nintendo games and we think this would be a fun way to play them because that's really kind of what all that matters to us. Is, does the system look cool? Do we want to play on it? Yes, yes. All right, good. Good to go. Um, by the way, Nintendo came out and said that this does not replace the 3DS and there will be a separate 3DS successor later, which like everyone said, huh? <laughs> Yeah, yeah, that's basically how I feel about it. It's like, what? What? <laughs> what? Yeah, I don't know about that. Everything's just confusing. Yeah, it is very confusing, and I think that's just Nintendo not wanting to commit for the sake of their shareholders. By the way, they went down 5%, but that kind of happens all the time, so. Yeah, that was quite funny, though. Because uh, I, I, David David apparently was reading an article that said, you know, Nintendo Nintendo shares up on announcement of new console, and then about twelve hours later, it was like Nintendo shares down on announcement of new console. All right. Uh, well, I have some brief stories. Like I said, hopefully to cleanse your palace palette not your palace you can change your cleanse your palace as well assuming you own one um first off square enix has announced plans to release its mobile game final fan uh, mobius final fantasy to steam Ooh. oh if you pre-register okay. you'll get some bonus items based on the number of pre-registrations so just assume that you'll get the most all of the items um it's free to play i assume your progress carries over but i don't really know um yeah. So, I don't know. The Steam release... Apparently, the announcement was Japanese, so we don't know if it's actually coming to the U.S. Steam, but I assume it would, because they like making Hey, just being, just being the game in a foreign language doesn't seem to stop stuff from coming to Steam. So. Yeah, that's a good point, yeah. Knights of Azure 2 got a bunch of new media. That's uh, that's sequel, of course, to Knights of Azure. Knights of Azure 2, Bride of the New Moon. Here's Here's some story here for you. Knights of Azure 2 begins with the knight Alush being killed by a demon and being brought back to life as a half-demon. Camilla Arucado is one of the game's Lilis, an AI-controlled partner that assists the player during combat, uh, and the woman responsible for Alush's resurrection. Arucado is a doctor interested in demon physiology. Through her reasons for saving Alush are unclear. The In battle, Arucado uses firearms, and there are two different modes to her weapon depending on what kind of barrel is equipped. Spread shots? or precision shots. Um, new servants are also shown off in the video and the, and the media. Japan's getting the game on December 22nd, 2016. We have no news on when a Western release is happening, but it should happen. Uh, so you can go check that out there if you're excited for the game. Uh, Exist Archive is out in the US and in Europe. That's the Spike Chunsoft and Tri-Ace game. Um, that's, uh, yeah, Axis put it out there. It's available physically and digitally for PS4 and Vita right now so go check that out that's the game where 12 people are caught in an explosion in modern day tokyo and after they die they wake up on the fantastic planet planet of protolexa which sounds like a, pres a prescription drug um they've become immortal vessels with part of the dark god yamatoga's soul residing in them uh, this game sounds crazy is it any good Did that come out I have here no idea. already 
I don't know. Is it any? I, it's I a don't know. Side scrolling and it looks like tail style combat. I don't know what's going on. Exist archive. Go check it out. I guess Darksiders and Dwarves got date. So let's see. THQ Nordic, who owns both these properties now, uh, they put the uh, the date for Darksiders Warmastered Edition. Uh, it got pushback, so it's coming out for PS4, Xbox One, and Wii U on November 22nd, and on PC on the 29th. Uh, they also announced a release date for The Dwarves, which is a tactical RPG based on the novels we talked about a long time ago. That's PC, Mac, Linux, PS4, and Xbox One on December 1st, 2016. Trillion, uh, Lord of the Destruction, is coming to uh, Steam on October 25th. That's just a few days from now. So now it has dates. So if you're interested in playing that on PC, you can. So, uh, Shimigami Tensei 4 Apocalypse and Seventh Dragon 3 Code VFD both got dates in Europe. Um, so they'll be both uh, available physically and digitally for 40 euros on December 2nd, 2016. So go check that out. Deep Silver is the one putting them out there. Um, uh, we have some Pokemon news. So, lots of Pokemon stories because this game, we're in like the hype cycle for Pokemon. Um, they announced a few new Pokemon like Savali and Steeny. One's a, a type Null and one's a Grass type. Uh, you can see a trailer where they show off on our site. Um, we have news that the Ultra Beasts, which I, I assume are kind of like your ultimate legendary Pokemons in the game, uh, they can be captured. Big shock. Pokemon in Pokemon game can be captured. <laughs> Um, and then finally, the most important piece of news, Q has a song, and you can hear it, and it's adorable, and everyone should go listen to it. And you can see Q saying that it is not Pikachu, but it's Q and it wants to be your friend. And it's in Japanese, but you should go f- seek it out and listen to it, because it's cute. Um, and then finally, I have some bad news for you. If you like .hack and were excited that it was coming back, uh, the Bandai Namco and CyberConnect2... Um, <laughs> new world game which i guess was that an mmo i don't know it, it, maybe it was a mobile thing whatever they're they're canceling service for it, whatever it was um it's it's going to be shutting down on september 20th 2016 less than a year after its launch they gave no reasons for why um they will stop selling microtransaction items on november 18th the game will come to a close on december 20th and they are it, it's done so so much for your dot hack re- re- revival um yeah and i got two trailers for you um first off a new zelda breath of the wild trailer so go check that out and if anna were here she would say trailer and the next one anna would say trailer but it'd be a conflict of interest it is a big 10 minute trailer where anna marie does the voiceover of uh of skytree village so you can you can go listen to her do that uh do that in the trailer it's up on our site so if you want to see her do a narrated walk through the game she's getting a lot of positive feedback for it so hopefully you'll like it too and if not don't worry about it and if you don't like conflict of interest just forget i said anything so question of the week was when did you stop playing final fantasy 14 uh to which the answer um for most people on this podcast was we never did um or never stopped rather but we got two people writing in and saying hey my roommate stopped playing Final F- Well, actually, hold on. Question of the week answer. Um, I forgot to put who uh, who wrote this. <laughs> what is wrong with me? Good job, Chris. <laughs> I have to go look up who it was now. Hold on. Uh, 
Uh, this was from Victor, who said, I never started playing Final Fantasy XIV because MMOs are endless time sinks, and I had my hands full with World of Warcraft. My roommate stopped playing Final Fantasy XIV because he didn't like the three-second global cooldown between actions, twice as long as World of Warcraft's. Um, he, made, he felt it made combat too slow-paced. Is that, by the way, is that still a three-second cooldown? I think, it's, two point five. I think it's 2.5. 2.5. That is long, though. But, uh, yeah, it's longer than World of Warcraft. I actually quite like it, and okay. a lot of a lot of classes have um, uh, off global cooldown abilities that you have to weave in between the global cooldowns. Oh, okay. Especially at max level. All right. Some just something to consider. All right, so uh, let's see. The fact that Final Fantasy XIV costs a monthly subscription fee when most others don't, and WoWs can be paid with in-game gold, is also a disincentive to play it. Victor. So, okay. Budai says, I stopped. Man, you're really getting into that Stellaris. Click, click, click. All right. Yep. Bu- Budai says, I stopped Final Fantasy 14 because I had leveled a tank to max and I was having issues dodging attacks that on my screen I was away from but would still take hits from. It just wasn't working out. I was going to level DPS, but I was burnt out a bit. Um, I already had a level 40 or so from 1.0. I was messing around with, the, with two. So, Budai said, uh, some reason didn't look like he was getting hit by tax but was getting hit by tax i don't know how tanking works on that game so i can't comment so that's why budai stopped um but not when but whatever thank you very much for, for for your feedback on the question uh question of the week this week obviously is what do you think of the of the nintendo switch um i'm gonna write that in right now switch. yeah good idea <laughs> so i don't forget all right now, what's coming out this week? First off, PlayStation Four. There is this is this is the time the year where it is oh, so do hard. I, do you want me to just read this out really quickly? Say what? There's a lot of there's a lot of stuff in here. Yeah, there is a lot of stuff in here. It is, yeah, also, I suppose you could just say no. Just assume that a vast majority of this is also coming out for the Xbox One. That's a good point. Except uh, for some stuff at the bottom. Yeah, so we'll, we'll figure that out. All right. So for PlayStation 4 and Xbox One, this is for both consoles. We're getting ATV Renegades, Batman the Telltale Series Episode 3, Battlefield 1, about 14 different versions of it, um, Dark Souls 3, Ashes of Ariandel, the DLC, Darksiders War Mastered Edition, Elder Scrolls 5... Wait, no, it isn't. Didn't Darksiders War Mastered Edition get pushed? Why is this in here? I don't know, Chris. You're the one who wrote it. Yeah, it's been pushed back by a month, so ignore that thing about Dark... This is... You don't understand how hard it is to do release dates right now because I've got three different sources. They all have games that... Nobody keeps their sources up to date. Once they add a game to a release list, they never come back and check on it later. The Wikipedia article should be awesome, except people don't add all the games to it because reasons and politics, and I don't care about these games, so I don't put it on the release list. And this other site puts stuff in, but they miss a bunch of things that the Wikipedia article gets. And then there's the Game Informer list that was updated earlier in the year but hasn't been touched since, but it still has games that neither of the other two have. Yeah. Do we actually need the release dates? Like, oh. I, I mean, like, the non-RPG ones? This is an RPG cast. I'm working under the assumption that if people want the release dates for the coming week, they'll go and look at them. Well, where? Who's, nobody's doing what I'm doing and putting these all together in one place for you. Well, you know yeah, I mean? that is true, but, I mean... I'm providing a just, service, Alice. It could just be done posted to the forums or something. And plus, everything's a release date now, right? Or everything's an RPG, so it all counts. <laughs> Everything has RPG elements, right? Yeah, well... Well, when else? where else are you going to learn that Farming Simulator 17 is coming to both consoles? I was thinking of the entry for Porn Studio Tycoon down in the PC section. <laughs> 
These are the important things. All right. Well, let's just skim here and look for RPGs. Uh, Dark Souls 3 DLC for both systems. Elder Scrolls 5 Skyrim Special Edition coming out for both systems. Uh, is Dragon Ball Xenoverse an RPG? Probably not, right? No, it's more of a fighting game with a story mode and so, a creator character with maybe some RPG elements. Woo. Well, this game has armor in it, so that counts. King's Quest Chapter 5, The Good Knight. I think that's the last uh, the last King's Quest um, thing. Yes, yeah. Uh, Titanfall 2 isn't... Um, Weeping uh, world, world, of final, world, world of Final Fantasy. World of Final Fantasy for PlayStation 4. Um, all right, so now... And let's Vita, see. don't forget the Vita. And the Vita. Is Ginger Beyond, Beyond the Crystal? That sounds like an RPG title. I don't know if it is. And it does, doesn't it? Yeah, so we'll, go, we'll call it one. Uh, Exile's End for PS4. That sounds like a visual novel, I bet. It does. Yeah. Um, okay. Over on the Xbox One, exclusives include Tumblestone, which is... No, that's not an RPG. All right. PlayStation Vita is getting Exile Zen, Neo Atlas, World of Final Fantasy, Yomawari Night Alone, slash Hotel... I don't know. If the, and I don't... I can't even read that. All of those things... Hotel, Pound, Niku... I think all, four of those are like visual novels, and one of them is a Final Fantasy game. So yep. 3DF is getting Breath of Fire, Corpse Party, Ferun 2, and... I think three those three we cover, and then Pirate Pop Plus, which I'm pretty sure is not an RPG. All I right. think yeah, because Corpse Party is basically a visual novel that was made in RPG Maker. Yeah, yeah. All right, uh, Wii U gets. Let's see what do I got. RPGs, uh, nothing really, but I'll, I'll throw you a bone here. The Legend of Zelda Spirit Tracks comes to eShop Virtual Console. Yep. All right, down on the PC, what do we got for RPGs? Um, uh, Dark Souls Three DLC. Yep. Elder Scrolls V Skyrim Special Edition. Yep. Uh, Ginger Beyond the Crystal, because we don't know what that is. Uh, King's Quest V, because I said it earlier. Robot Squad Simulator 2017. That sounds like a TRPG or something. Or at least close to it, right? It does, but it's probably not going to be very good. Robot Squad. Let's look at that. Uh, Robot Squad Simulator. You specialize remotely controlled robots. Oh, God. No, it's terrible. Oh, it's terrible? Okay. Well, that's too bad. Uh, Sakura Nova, which I bet is a visual novel. It is. Okay. Uh, Civ 5, we mentioned earlier, not an RPG. Trillion God of Destruction, that's an RPG. And Yomawari Night Alone, which I assume is a visual novel. Um, uh, it's not. It's not. Uh, it's No, it's an adventure game. It's a, oh, okay. a third-person adventure game. Third-person with a flashlight and scariness, I bet. Okay. Yep. So there's your release dates for the week. <sighs> filtered your filtered release dates but also porn studio tycoon 1969 $19.69 because 69 is funny when talking about a porn game right yeah i assume there is absolutely no nudity well, probably not it sounds like no there was a warning when i went to the game page it said partial nudity which okay yeah wow it, it really is just one of these tycoon games but with porn stuff all right more importantly, next week is Extra Life. That's the most important release of the week. Extra Life is next week. That is a, an event where we once a year we get together and do charity fundraising for Children Miracle Network Hospitals. So we're gaining gaining funds to that go directly to Children Miracle Not Hospital. Children Miracle Network Hospitals in the uh, locations of the gamers. So like Anna Marie and I are playing for Children's Hospital of Wisconsin, which is out of Milwaukee. 
we're in Madison, if you're wondering. Uh, we are we're raising money for them to help heal kids. That goes towards research and improving life for the kids and the parents and and just making things better because we got sick kids and we need to do something for them. So you can help us with the sick kids by donating money. So I would please ask you to consider donating just uh, 25 bucks to Anna Marie and I. That's like a little tiny, tiny, tiny bit over um, a dollar an hour for our marathon gaming sessions. When are we playing? Next weekend, October 29th and 30th from 9 a.m. Pacific to 9 p.m. Pacific each day. So you get two two days of game streaming for you. Um, We're doing that because we are getting older and staying up all night just doesn't work well for us. We start to pass out and everyone feels awful and it's just not fun and we don't think it's a good show for you. Um, Well, I may be able to join you at least on the Sunday because I'm going to be staying up all night to... uh uh prepare for my next week of night shifts hey there you go and so alice will be there and other rp gamer stars will be there and i think we'll be playing some multiplayer games we'll be playing some single player games we're trying to put together a good list of stuff um there's a forum thread for extra life you go click on the little extra life button on the home page you can get in a forum thread just suggest stuff you want to see us play there um I do know that uh, I expect some Jackbox Party Pack 3 to be played. Sounds like some Stellaris is going to be played. Some Costume Quests will be played. Some other stuff is in there. Um, If you have suggestions, go put it in there and we'll try and get it going. Um, The more multiplayer stuff, the better. Obviously, it's just so fun to play with all the people in the stream. So you can support us in two ways. One, obviously, your money towards us is is real helpful at this point. Um, That's that's the whole point. We're trying to raise the money for the kids. But if you can't afford the money or you don't want to give the money, you're giving to someone else, but you still want to help us out there's a real big thing you do just show up show up uh to twitch.tv slash rpgamer anytime that weekend give us your support in the chat just say hi uh and that that really really helps a lot just having that support of people there just hanging out with us makes the whole thing work better and it feels like we're doing this for a reason um because we are doing it for a reason but uh it's just nice to see that other people are are kind of joining the cause with us so um your support is extremely well appreciated we hope to see you next weekend all weekend get those donations in or if you're saving them for during the uh during the stream itself that's fine too but just you got me oh man we're so far from the goal and i want to get to the goal but please help us meet our goal go to extra-life.org slash team slash sharpie gamer donate to anybody on the team and you're really helping us all. And thank you so much for your support. You're awesome. Um, and uh, let us know what you'd like to see us do. And we will do it for you. We are your monkeys. We will dance. All right. Thank you, everybody, for supporting us in Extra Life. Alice, I need to ask you a question. What are you going to play this week? Uh, probably more Stellaris, more Final Fantasy XIV. Um, anything else is largely dependent on whether or not I want to, you know, do, um, like, import some games. All right. Well, would they even arrive in time? Uh, there's this thing called internet. Oh, that sort of import. Right. Got it. No, as in buying them on eShops and the like. Yeah, that's what I meant. Okay. In- Sorry, like you digital were download. You're importing yeah. the bits from from Asia. Yes, All because right. you can do that. Yeah, got it. Oh, I don't know that I'm playing anything special. I'm I'm excited to get Skyrim. Because and then I get to finally go and finish Skyrim, so I'm excited for that. So, yeah, maybe some, uh, maybe I'll bust out the Xbox One and get it all set up for uh, for Extra Life. So maybe some different stuff um, from there. I don't know. I I've got no strong I got no strong attachments to any games right now. So I got to figure all that out. Uh, thanks everybody for watching. Um, you are awesome. If you'd like to watch us live, it's 9 a.m. Pacific, noon Eastern most weeks. 
Um, <laughs> the only reason I say that is because next week it won't be. It'll be... Well, actually, I guess it will be 9 a.m. Pacific, noon Eastern. We will stream the podcast. We'll do a podcast recording, of course, during Extra Life. So the, we will be doing that. So next weekend, just whenever you want to show up at twitch.tv slash rvgamer, most weekends it's 9 a.m. Pacific, noon Eastern. Three ways to leave feedback for the show. Podcast.rpgamer.com. Go to the message forums and click on the latest update section of the forums. You'll find the podcast thread in there. And 608-729-4098 is the voicemail. And we play your show, your calls right here live on the show. Next week... In addition to just hanging out with us in the in the chat, we'll probably be real open to just inviting us inviting people into like a, a Discord call or something like that throughout the day, because uh, that'll make that nice. And, well, should it be Discord? Because then we have two chat rooms. Oh, I don't know. Maybe we'll do Skype. Maybe we'll do both. We'll just play around and see what people want to join us in. So we're open to new methods of social media. So whatever whatever voice solution people like nowadays, I think is what we'll do, and we'll have people hanging out all day. Uh, so you can be part of that. So anyway, thank you very much. Um, of course, there is the main Extra Life event is the week after next. So some of our team members will be will be streaming, doing stuff that day as well. So um, that essentially gives you two weeks of Extra Life fun. So I'm hoping that you enjoy the fact that we're doubling your fun for you. And then hopefully Anna, Marie, and I will get our act together and stop signing up for 14 things during Extra Life weekend next year. And we'll actually do it on Extra Life weekend. But we'll figure that out. Thanks, everybody, for watching. Alice, you have anything, words of wisdom to leave people with? Uh, drink more tea. Okay, drink more tea. And with that, we'll let you go. Goodbye, everybody. Bye now.